to another episode of I'm Chris the Down One Podcast, episode 93, How You're Living, I'm Living Swell. This episode is going to be entitled, Be Careful. I'm going to keep it short, sweet, and to the point when it becomes when it comes to my title, Be Careful. But the real title of today's story and today's episode is, Be Careful on How You Treat People on Your Way Up. Because the people that you meet on the way up and the way how you're rude to them or disrespectful for, uh, to them are going to be the exact same people that you're going to have to meet again on your way down. Humbling, isn't it? And that's where most people, well, hard-headed people, people that are narrow-minded, people that have that are totally disrespectful, feel like people are props, people are not valuable. Hard-headed people learn this lesson on their way down. And that's where they become humble. Most people, the majority of people, understand that on their rise, particularly at their workplace or school or church, wherever the case may be, the majority of people are humble on their way up. Some people have to learn about being humble on their way down. So this is going to be the first time in a uh, first time ever on my podcast where I do stories from retail, uh, a full edition of it. Now I have done shorter editions on this particular podcast, but it's just stories that I take from uh, my job place. And I feel like these are life uh, changing, life learning stories. Learn from their mistakes. So you don't get caught up and you'll be in one of these situations where you're making mistakes. Well, anywho, let's get into it. So basically, basically, um, there's this girl who was who was very young ambitious uh she got hired at my workplace uh when you first got to know her she was very nice very appealing yes uh she is attractive uh i've seen a lot of guys be heavily influenced by her attractiveness and uh very knowledgeable very knowledgeable uh individual and she started uh, befriending the supervisor at my workplace. Now, uh, my supervisor and uh, this young girl, who I'm going to keep her nameless, uh, they they had a kinship with one another. They liked one another. Now, when I mean like, it's two females. It's uh, a, My supervisor happened to be female, and this is a female. This is not no uh, relationship or, you know, a sexual relationship or anything like that it's just she uh, view a kinship or because my supervisor saw a lot of things in her that she saw in the younger and that's why they became very close and that's why they became friends on in and out of the office okay so a lot of people including myself as time went on we started noticing these tendencies, these changes about the young girl. She she was more aggressive. 
Uh, she was more uh, stern. Uh, a lot of stuff, a lot of access and particularly promotions. She would, it, you know, to the normal person, it would take years for people to get uh, get those type of promotions and that type of access at my location. It only took her like a few months because of her relationship with the supervisor. The supervisor co-signed everything up to this uh, girl. She put her reputation online vouching for this uh, younger girl. But as the months went on, she became uh, very egotistical. Uh, she was very disrupted. She was very disrespectful. She was very rude um, to the colleagues at my workplace, including myself. Now, me, I can work with anybody. And I normally, and I tell people this, I can work with Adolf Hitler. I know he's an evil man. I know he's a disrespectful man. I know this man has uh, no respect for any other of uh, uh, any other any other race, including mine. But at the same time, I can deal with him because I already know going in what type of individual he is. Just because I hate you, or I can't stand you, or you know uh, you're a Republican, or you know whatever the case may be. I can still work with you because at the end of the day, I, you don't have to be likable to work with. Okay. Because at the end of the day, this is a job. This is not a clubhouse. This is Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, where you have to collaborate with people to, to get ranks and to get uh, famous uh, or to get, uh, you know, this, that, and the third, you know, people can literally hate your guts. But if you go into the workplace and you're highly productive and you're highly talented, people will deal with uh, will deal with an individual who's rude and disrespectful, this, that, and the third. Okay, as long as your as long as your production stays the same. Now when the the when the when the production decreases, then uh, the things that they let you get a pass on, those are gonna be the things that uh, upper management, particularly in valuations, are going to um, throw in your face. You know, you're not very sociable. You're disrespectful to your colleagues. You're rude. This, that, and the third. Now, I also say this. Some people that are rude and disrespectful, they know their limits. They know, they know how to play the game. Okay? They know I can be rude to this group of people because this group of people really is not going to influence uh, my promotions or my raises or salary or anything like that. Uh, but I know going in, when it comes to upper management, I have to act and present myself in a different way, playing the game. Okay, some people can do this, uh, but uh, this female simply couldn't. So. I would complain to my uh, supervisor about her. And she says, oh, yeah, uh, I will look into it. I will talk to her, this, that, and the third. Others would say the same thing to the supervisor. And she would give them the same speech. Only for her to uh, go to the young girl 
and saying that she's doing a great job, continue doing what you're doing, this, that, and the third, encouraging the behavior. Instead of pat, you know, instead of uh going to her and say, hey, look, I know me and you and me, me and you is cool and 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 all that jazz, but at the same time, you 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 have to respect other people. Okay. Even if you feel like you're beneath them, you still have to respect people because this is a team, okay? Teams uh, are productive. Individuals are not. I don't care how much productivity you can provide as an individual. It's not going to be the same or surpass the production of the whole staff, okay? Uh, But this lady chose not to do that. Gaslighting her behavior and pacifying her behavior and her treatment towards others. Now, later on, customers started to notice her attitude and her behavior. All right. Once again, we would tell the supervisor this. All right. And the supervisor would tell us the same thing. We also went to management. I went to management uh, twice about this individual. And... Uh, the way how the supervisor framed it from my point of view, she basically said that, um, I had an animosity towards this, uh, female. All right. So no one were, was really listening to me. Now, as the months go on, more and more people were getting irritated by her and not just the employees, but the consumers, the customers, they started uh, being irritated by her and her attitude just went from bad to worse. Okay, so much so the even the manager walked up to her and asked her, Is anything wrong? And she replied, No. Now, there was an incident involving her and a customer where they had a disagreement, and you can hear uh, her totally disrespecting the customer, yelling at, at the customer being uh you know just just being a total butthead all right and you know and, and you know and i would I, I would attack that but in a way you kind of want to fall back because you look she's younger she doesn't have a lot of experience particularly handling uh customers because she wasn't seasoned enough okay i mean it's just the the facts are the facts, okay? It would have been easy for me to just attack her, all right? But I chose to fall back. I also told her to chill, cool out. I would listen to her. I would listen to her point of view. But I would never acknowledge to her that, look, at the end of the day, no matter what's going on outside the workplace or how you feel about other individuals in or out the workplace, you still have to be professional at the end of the day. No matter if this person hates you, you hate them. At the end of the day, you still have to be professional. At the end of the day, you, you, you have to be uh, professional, mature, and you have to uh, be knowledgeable enough how to handle situations such as this. And if there are areas that you know that you're weak in, then that's when you need to t- talk to your supervisor, which you know, you guys talk uh, in and out of the workplace and educate yourself and be totally knowledgeable about the subject. All right. So 
she would get uh, complaints from customers. She would get complaints from employees. To finally, management had enough, so they wanted to investigate for themselves. And they investigated and found out that she really is a jerk. She is very disrespectful to not only the customers, but to even uh, the employees. She would look customers in the eye. Wouldn't be friendly, wouldn't say hi or bye. Basically, treating the customers like boxes. Just did not care. You know, um, you know, just let them go on, on their merry way. Didn't uh, encourage them to come back or anything. Wasn't bringing no substance to the table. So the manager talked to the supervisor. And the manager was laying out uh, his issues with this girl. And then I can hear the manager say, look, if she doesn't want to be here, you know, she can go work for Burger King. That's basically what the manager said. So she told the supervisor at uh, what time you get off because uh, I need you to uh, bring her to the back and we're going to talk to her. And the supervisor, when the manager left, the supervisor started taking up for the female, you know, towards me and towards others. And she, and she kept bringing up factors into the argument that the manager is racist. The manager just don't understand. The manager is this. The manager is that. Okay. Uh, you know, everybody is telling, is tattertelling on her, making up all type of ridiculous excuses to co-sign her behavior. So I walked up to her and after she said what she had to say, I said, well, I understand maybe all that. Let's just say let's just say all that is true. Still, at the end of the day, it's, it's hard to co-sign this girl when she's very rude and disrespectful to not only us, but to the to the customers. All right. And, and you know, and she does have an attitude. And to the supervisor says, well, I have an attitude too." basically she's acknowledging that she has an attitude herself. And I said, well, that's fine if, you know, you, you always have, if you got an attitude or if she's got an attitude, that's fine and all. But you have to leave all of your issues and your problems, leave it outside the door. Okay? Because all it's going to do is make it worse when you, uh, when you punch in. It just makes it worse. Uh, you're sending a message and you're bringing bad energy into an environment that the livelihood of this of, of the environment is pro is product is productivity if everybody is in their feelings if joe hates susie and susie hates joe and if you if if everybody is at each other's throat then how is the productivity is going to contribute and be better so she uh uh she said well i'm going home all right um and, and the supervisor just left but when she left i i harbored back to a lot of things and i feel like these things are are contribute to this uh girl when it comes to her experience at the workplace her knowledge her being knowledgeable at the workplace and i feel like key 
phrases or key timestamps in your life dictate whether or not you're going to be a good employee or a bad employee. No matter how much training you get, okay. Uh, no match how no no matter how much homeschooling I mean no matter no no matter how much schooling you get education no matter how uh your your mother and father uh, uh treated you and developed you at home still at the end of the day people's attitudes and behaviors change when they're in a different climate uh, a climate. Uh, Certain times in in your uh, in life, particularly at work, and certain things you say change who you are. All right, and then you uh, you accept it and you accustom to these changes, and you probably don't know going in that with these new changes it makes you different and it makes you a total jerk. All right, so one thing I remembered. She would used to when I first met her. She would she would tell us how, uh, you know, she's not, you know, um, basically that she doesn't have to work. You know, really, her parents want her to stay at home, which is cool and all. If you have the capabilities of going home, I mean, just working. If you have the if you have the ability to not work. I feel like that's a plus. Not a lot of people have can can determine whether or not they want to work or not. Okay, and if you're able to just not work, then fine and dandy. All right, but people at but when you see people working, they're working not because not because working is fun or they or, or working is like a hobby or anything like that when normally when people work they work because they have some responsibilities and obligations that unfortunately they can't take care of unless they do work all right yes we all have side hustles okay we can we can we can hustle and get our money on the side but that side hustle will never replace uh, when it comes to working, working at a nine to five job, because if it did, you wouldn't be working at a nine to five job. All right. So the fact that she says she doesn't have to work come sounds like she's very entitled, like, you know, it's totally her decision whether or not if she wants to work or not. All right. I remember hearing the supervisor saying the exact same thing. Well, I don't have to work. My husband can take care of me, which is fine. A lot of women have the capability of just being stay-at-home moms or stay-at-home wives, all right? But normally, that is decided much earlier, much early in the relationship, all right? Normally, people don't put in 20 years of working at a corporation and then after working 20 years, say, well, you know what? My husband can take care of me. I don't really need the job. All right. And normally when people say that, it's not over a course of time. Um, you know, you're not going to be saying that when somebody was in high school, there was a junior in high school. They graduated high school. They went to college. They graduated from college. They uh, they got their degree. They left where you where you was at, and 
they go, they're going out doing their own thing, working at the job where, you know, they went to school for, and you're still, uh, you're still over here at this, or this company saying that, well, I don't have to work. My husband can take care of me. All right. If you was able to do it, you would have done it a lot earlier in your life than wait 20, than to waste 20 years at a workplace. Right. And, and this thing's going to get deep. Uh, and basically, uh, the supervisor said, if he sent her back there, she's going to quit because she really doesn't need this job. I said, OK. After they went back there, you, you know what she did? She continued to work. Why she continue to work? Because she needs the job. It's not a weakness to say you need a job. We all need jobs. None of us are married to money. A lot of us is not married to money. A lot of us are not the Rockefellers. We're not trying to keep up with the Johnsons. Okay. Uh, a lot of us are not Bill Gates. We don't make Bill Gates money. All right. So the fact of the matter is you need a job. At the end of the day, you need a job for your obligations, for your responsibility. Okay. To, uh, you know, have spending money on your days off, uh, to, you know, your hobbies, whatever the case may be, whatever your reasoning is, you need a job because you can't uh, fund the type of lifestyle that you want to fund or your obligations or your responsibilities, not having a job. Okay. And that's two things I took from them. All right. And to me, I feel like a lot of people make, make this point that they don't need a job. They don't need a man. They don't need a woman. They don't need this. They don't need that to be complete in life. And I feel like when people do that, they disrespect or in, in a lot of cases they bring down the things that they actually need and big up them being, I'm so independent. I don't need a woman. I'm so independent. I don't need a man. I'm so independent and so rich. I don't need a job. I feel like a lot of people, when they do that, they're delusional. They're living in a delusional uh, fantasy world. We all need a job. All right. And to this young girl, her whole attitude changed after uh, she took after the managers took her back there, and I heard that it wasn't pleasant. And he laid a lot of stuff on the table, and also required her if, if she doesn't do X, Y, and Z, she might as well go ahead and look for another job. All right, now. To my supervisor who's pacifying this type of behavior, I have to say this. Where are you? If you if this is your true friend and y'all are friends on and off uh in and out of the office, where were you as a friend to put reason in her instead of accepting her insanity? 
where were you where you supposed to ground your friend and say, hey, look, I know it gets stressful in here sometimes. I know it gets difficult in here sometimes. I know if you feel like the whole world is is uh, against you, this, that, and the third. But still, at the end of the day, this is a job. This is a workplace. We're all going to have to respect one another because we're going to need one another. Okay. Where was that talk? Okay. I felt like if she would have, and the red flags were in front of her the whole time. I felt like instead of just being her friend, be her supervisor at work. When you saw the red flags, when did you say to yourself, okay, I need to hurry up and nip this in the butt before this gets worse? And, uh, I mean, look, you have to be careful on how you disrespect people on your way up. Because those same people that you disrespect, you show disrespect to on your way up are going to be those same people that you're going to be um, acknowledging and looking at on your way down. And that's what the definition of being humble. Some people are humble straight out the gate. All right. And other people have to learn how to be humble uh, through trial and turmoil by being embarrassed, humiliated. Some people have to learn how to be humble different ways. All right. Um, and, and that's what I feel about this story. It doesn't matter if you're a man, woman, child. Uh, I don't care about your, you know, I don't care about your religion. What's, uh, what type of religion you believe in. I don't care about your gender. I don't care about your race. Everybody can learn a thing or two from this story. And the story is simple. You have to respect others. All right. You can't uh, treat people like human steps. You just step on over them. You just step over. You just use them as steps to step on the next individual. Uh, Because when, when, when it turns around... And now you're on the outside looking in. Those same people that you disrespect, didn't acknowledge, are going to be those same people that you're going to see on your way down. And, I mean, I'm just being 100% uh, honest about it. I feel like a lot of people out there got this twisted uh, and got it confused. But, uh, nevertheless, I felt like this was going to be a great story. for, And you can learn from the mistakes from this individual by paying attention to the story uh well that's all i got for today guys tell me what you think rate comment subscribe it's your boy i'm up out of here deuces